Welcome back, Casually Kicking It family. As a reminder, please make sure you go follow us on all the social media platforms. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Make sure you give us a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. If that's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, we'd greatly appreciate it. Make sure to get your Casually Kicking It merchandise at Store Frontier. In the search engine, just type in Casually Kicking It. Now on to this week's episode, we're going to be talking about disc golf. I know, sounds weird, but it's a sport that is growing so much within the last couple years. So on this episode, we brought in a very good friend of ours, Mark Roberts, DGP regional rep, disc golf photographer, and of course, the best dressed caddy. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Sort of casually kicking it. We have a very special guest, a man that I knew since high school. His name is Mark Roberts, and he also is the originator of Chasing the Bees. And this is all about disc golf, an upcoming sport that's been really popular lately. So say hello, Mark. Hello, thanks for having me here, guys. Uh, I appreciate uh, you spending some time to learn about the lovely sport of disc golf. Yes. So, um, oh, I just interrupted you. Everyone's freezing now. It's Live technology, don't you love it? Oh, yeah. And welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you. Eddie. That's so, all yeah, I wanted so to say. So let's get into <laughs> the nitty gritty. Yeah. Mark, I've known you for years. Yeah. What made you get into disc golf? Well, I got into disc golf, but my, my brother-in-law, he introduced okay. me to the sport in about 2012. I myself had never heard of it. Um, I considered myself very knowledgeable of sports and into and into that realm um, and was shocked when I came across the sport. Uh, I remember the first time he took me out. I still remember this. I bought my first three discs. I get to the third hole. I'm probably about like... 150 maybe 140 feet from the hole mm -hmm. and i smashed the chains on my third shot and Whoa. from that second i was hooked sadly that's still been the best shot um to my life <laughs> um but that's what got me hooked was was just the sound and being in nature and connecting uh just being in that environment was really what kind of hooked me um so yeah since that moment I just kind of progressed to getting in more involved in the sport, um, mostly on social media um, okay. and kind of just was out there realizing like I wasn't seeing it a lot on social media. And I felt this was such a beautiful sport. Uh, I just wanted to capture it more. And I realized that I wasn't also very good at it. So I wanted to capture the people that were really good at it and start catching photos of them um, and kind of being out in the sport documenting tournaments. Um, and then randomly, I just, again, started doing poetry. Um, nice. In my basement one day, listening to music, I was just rewriting song lyrics in my head um, into disc golf content. Um, so it just became sort of a hobby for me that then led into many opportunities within the sport. All right. Good to That's hear. That's awesome. Yep. Oh, so what is it called again? Disc golf? Disc golf. Some people think we're saying disco. It's definitely not a dance game. <laughs> what it, it is, it's it's essentially like ball golf. Uh, you're using stroke play. You have a tee, um, and you have a basket, which uh, is right behind me over there. Um, yep. And you're taking that disc, which Tom has there, uh, and you're throwing it as far as you can throw it, as close as you can to the basket. And then you're walking up to that disc, picking it up, standing behind it and throwing it again. And again, it's as least amount of strokes you can have to get it into the basket. Uh, it can get stuck in the chains. It can uh, settle on the bottom. Um, and that counts. I can't rest on the top. Um, but that's how you play the game. And then there's 18 holes. Some courses are just nine holes. Some courses have two tee pads and nine baskets to kind of configure 18 holes. There's many ways to kind of make an 18 hole course. Um, 
and even a small area. So that's kind of the gist of it. I mean, you kind of, again, just go and hold a hole um, and you have different discs. Uh, so as Tom had shown, uh, one of, you know, you have a putter, you know, mid range, which a lot of people kind of compare to golf as like irons for your clubs. And uh, then you have a higher speed driver. Like Tom has, there's like a fairway driver. Um, and there's even faster, higher speeds uh, disc. And kind of show too is, or Tom, if you got that putter, the yellow putter, those are kind of wider rim discs. Um, they're more rounded at the end. I'm trying to think. See like a little more of the profile here. They're rounded. Um, so those are your more putters. And and not to be confused, you can still throw these off the tee. A lot of people think a ball golf is you're just using it on the green when you're close to the basket, but you can still throw this off the tee. Um, obviously, depending how well you throw your putter and how far you can throw it. Um, but yeah, there's a variety of, of different types to it. But each disc, as it goes up in, in distance and glide, um, they get a little thinner rimmed. So you'll see that little sharper, more pointy edge onto, onto a disc, which I can show here too as well. So you got this more thin. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thin rim opposed to that more round rim. Thicker, yeah. It's thicker, obviously, to get a little more contact with the chains. And again, the air is obviously going to fly around this one a little more sharply as I get used to the idea of moving left and right with the camera there. Um, but yeah, this nice little design. Is the thicker those. one more of like your traditional Frisbee that you normally use? Uh, so it's, they're all different. Like if you're thinking of your beach Frisbee, that's a much different plastic. It's a little more round and uh, definitely bigger circumference on that. Dip. Okay. Definitely okay. more lighter. Uh, and they're all made differently. So I could have a bunch of these, but some of them, if I throw it, will fly straight or be more stable and hold that line. Um, some discs are made to kind of be more overstable and kind of, as a right-handed thrower, it would kind of end up more left for me. It would kind of hook left a little quicker than it would normally. Uh, or there's called understable disc, which will, if I throw it straight, it'll kind of fade a little more to the right. Um, or I should say turn a little to the right there and then kind of still finish a little more straight or to the left. Um, but you identify them. There's all these, there's flight numbers on the disc. Um, oh wow! Much information you can find about your disc online if that information isn't right on the disc, um, and oftentimes you can see how uh, the flight pattern. You can find images online to see how that disc may fly. Uh, oh wow! So to give you kind of a general idea of where you're kind of you know what you're hoping for to add to your bag, what kind of what your need is. I know initially when I started, I was just like, "Ooh, that's a pretty disc." I'll grab <laughs> and then I just ended up with like three or four of the same discs. And obviously I learned after a while, like I, I need a disc that goes more to the right because everything's just hooking left and dumping out to the left. So you learn a little more about finding a disc that, as we call, understable, that allows you to kind of hold that more right line and then maybe go straighter again, fade out to the left at the end on a hole that's maybe more of a dog leg to the right, as we would say. Um, wow. That's, uh, a lot that's of interesting. Information. So, Mark, I heard um, there's like a lot of terminology, and I heard mm -hmm. that the called uh, I think Heiser and Inheiser. Mm -hmm. What is the difference between both of those? So those are I, types of throws, right? Correct, absolutely. So, okay. um, a Heiser, if I can maybe hold this correctly on the screen, uh, let's see that. So, might be hard to say the angle, but as a right-handed backhand player, I'm tilting that disc down with the to the left for me. So it's coming out of my arm and I'm going kind of straight across, but it's coming out of the angle again to the left a little um, so that I can get the disc either to be more sharp to the left or if I have a more understable disc, it will pop up in the air. So if it comes out of my hand, it'll slowly tilt up, glide for a while and then come back to the opposite direction. So again, that's the hope with that and getting further distance with a more high speed disc that, uh, by doing that hyzer angle um and again with that anheuser that's again could be a combination of the angle where you're giving a little more to the right so for mm -hmm. a right and backhand i'm coming down almost like down a little bit and letting that kind of air get under it and push it get up and then kind of fade uh, at the end okay. of it 
So that kind of explains that. I think a lot of people naturally are just thinking, I'm going to go back and I'm going to throw the disc straight, reach back and throw it straight. <laughs> but you'll find yeah. each disc kind of, depending on the, how it's made, is going to end up in a different spot. Um, so it'll, a large part of learning the sport is before really going to a course is getting out in the field and just kind of seeing how those discs fly, getting an understanding of their flight patterns. And a lot of people think too, when you get, you know, like I know myself, when I started, I was like, oh, I need a driver. You don't really need a driver when you're starting this game. You really need to stick with your putters and your mid ranges. Those are the discs that are going to allow you to get used to your form and just naturally throwing and not being too worried because these more high speed discs with the sharper rims, you really need to understand your your throw first because it'll just discourage you like myself. Go throwing like 100 feet and the thing bangs off to the left. I'm like, oh, I'm in the trees. Uh, it's <laughs> terrible, but I, I can throw my mid-range disc. If I let that thing go, that thing can go 200 feet on a straight line. Oh, wow. Rock, right? So sometimes it's not so much about that higher speed disc. It's really about identifying which discs work for you, even if they are a putter or a mid-range. So when you say it, it, the disc can't land on the rim, it, it has to be somewhere in the chain, right? In the yeah. chain area? Yes. I mean, I guess I can show you. So again, like, if, if it was in the basket, even just resting like that disc kind of in there, that counts. Or if it's anywhere on the bottom. But as this disc is hanging here, that would not count, even though it's resting on the basket, hanging on the outside. Uh, that would be an unfortunate tragedy that rarely, rarely happens. But then <laughs> if it landed up top, you'd have to walk up sadly and kind of hang your head and just grab it and put it in the basket for the next. Oh, trip. wow. Oh, wow. Which can happen to some people, but again, on a small chance. But that's essentially what it is. It has to either be resting in the chains, or resting at the bottom of that basket to count. And you said uh, you're using the same point system as golf as well? Absolutely. So you just so the stroke. The has a par. We'll say that again. Each hole has a par. Each hole is a par. A lot of courses mainly are par threes for the most part. Um, and they vary. I mean, there's a local course behind a school where I take my son a lot of times. Um, and it's a nice course for beginners and kids. Um, so most of the holes are really short. They're like 100, 150, maybe one of them is like 200. Um, and it, again, it just allows you to feel a little more comfortable and confident with, with getting that dialing in. Cause a lot of people just think myself included, I just want to go play on a big course. I want to bomb. I want to mash. Yeah. <laughs> just burning your disc. Um, and that approach shot and all these other elements to the game. Um, that are just a quick question. Also mm -hmm. this, um, uh, disc golf, is that like an all year round sport or. Okay. Yeah. So, this golf can definitely be played all year round. Um, I play it myself in the winter time. A lot of people will um, put ribbons, or uh, I've seen other people kind of like spray, like kind of like color paint, or like, I'm not paint, but I don't even remember what it is. But they're spraying stuff on their disc so that when it hits the snow, it's leaving a trail of where it's <laughs> sticking out, um, so they can still find it. But I, I think what I've always been uh, in love with about this sport is when you um, when you got a disc, you write your name on it. So, so everybody, every, every player carries a marker, uh, a sharp. Okay. Basically. So you, you take your name and, and your number, I was like, keep going it the wrong way, and you'll put your information on your disc because a lot of times I get a phone call or a text message from somebody and they say, hey, I found your disc. <laughs> uh, I can find out where we can meet up or where they'll leave it and I can go grab it. Um, sometimes there's people that aren't very nice and they pocket those things and they write over your name and scratch it out uh, and you may um, never see it. Um, but the disc golf community is pretty good. I mean, there's Facebook pages. I mean, I lost a disc a couple weeks ago that I just threw for the second time. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> I had my new logo on. I had a guy right here. It's this one. I just but yeah so i threw it this gentleman the next day i posted on the facebook page i said hey i lost it um the guy messaged me a day later he said he found my disc got it back he's very happy I so andrea andrea so has a question we had a question and oh, she was asking is it like a frisbee she says or heavier it's a little heavier they're going to be 
I wouldn't know that Graham's on a on a actual frisbee, sadly, but uh, the discs are about 150 grams up to about 180 grams. Um, they're definitely heavier than a beach frisbee. Um, mm. And, and women, I, women also do the sport, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Uh, we're definitely as a trying to grow the sport we're definitely trying to grow the women's game immensely um because it doesn't get enough attention um so we're doing our best as you know a community to try to drive more females out to the sport uh, to get that awareness but um yeah they can they play all year round again that community of getting it back um it's been very fortunate for me because a lot of discs again uh like this one i didn't even get it threw it twice and put my name on it uh, so get this bad boy back. Um, so yeah, play all year round, man. That's the love of it too. Is is it doesn't end for me, even if it snows. Uh, as long as it's not too deep and fresh, and I definitely can't find my disc, I'm out there. For um, some, actually, I think I I saw a couple that they do night golfing. Oh yeah, dude, dude, glow golf is where it's at. Glow golf. Now that's what glow I'm talking golf. about. So. <laughs> Dude, they you can you can get. I mean, I've seen them. They put little um, like uh, lights on their solar. I think they've been out there all day getting solar energized. So they're just a little uh, circular thing. You put it right on top of the basket. It just glows. Um, oh, that's awesome. Discs like this one, which is hard to tell, but it glows in the dark. I have three discs that um, glow in the dark. So I'll bring a flashlight every time I get up to the, uh, my disc. I just run the flashlight over it. Um, so that it nice. goes, and then I, I hug that thing, go find it quickly before it stops glowing. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, that's great. That's what a lot of people do all around the country, especially as we get into spring now. Um, and I obviously in summer when it's too hot during the day to maybe be out on the course, possibly get out at night and still kind of have an activity. So yeah. that was going to be another question of mine: was is this is this just a uh, a national sport or regional or is this like a world like i mean how big is this sport right now so just a funny little story in, ten, in general when i came across in 2012 again thinking it was so new i created like a tournament with my friends and i thought i had invented like the, the <laughs> or something uh, i was like oh we're gonna play three courses in one day and it's gonna be 54 holes it's gonna be crazy with no uh, invitation at all yeah no invitation well you know i'm sorry i will you know, I kept it local. I wanted to win, Tom. Um, <laughs> so, which I didn't win. Um, but after that, I found out that it was so much bigger than I realized. So the sport originated in, in 1970. Uh, gosh, I'm going to butcher myself. I think it was 75. Well, I should say this. The guy who created the sport is Steady Ed Hedrick. Um, he was the designer of the Frisbee. He worked for Whammo. And... Uh, in 66, he came up with the Frisbee design. Um, so then, we have another question, Mark. Yeah, please. She uh, It's from Andrea. She said, is it hard to learn? I would say that it's not hard to learn. I think it's a matter of just grabbing a putter and getting out there and, and working on your throw. And honestly, if you get to a course, there's going to be a good chance that there's somebody there that's going to take the time to talk to you and educate you about the sport. Uh, that's the community I've come across with it. Uh, people that will even just donate a disc to you and give away discs just because they want to grow the sport so much. I've, I've seen many of people hand discs off to kids um, oh, just to kind of get them excited about the sport. Um, I think it's a fairly, it's definitely challenging. Um, I don't, I find it interesting that when I'm in the woods and, and smashing my disc into a tree, that it's not uh, as frustrating as it would be if I was shanking my little white ball off to the right and left like I normally do every time I play ball golf. Um, okay. So it, it's just something for me, at least myself, about in general being in nature, but in, to answer a question again, I think it is pretty simple. If you just get out there, practice in the field, and then get to a course once in a while and spend that time to kind of connect with people that will share that information. So in nature, since you said that, yeah. has you had any... Uh experiences with any animals or some sort where <laughs> your uh your di your disc kind of hit something or a snake might have popped out or something like that i would say that no i mean the only thing that i've come across the most is ticks i think a lot of people underestimate the ticks oh, um, wow. so just being aware of that when you're stepping into the woods obviously wearing protection and checking yourself afterwards 
because many people have fallen victim to the tick bite. Um, but for me, I think the only thing I came across, I was very fortunate enough to have my dog on a leash at the time, was a very large porcupine. Um, oh, that I was, uh, roaming out in uh, a flat rock in Athol, Mass. Um, and I was very fortunate. It was the first time I ever seen a porcupine in the wild. Uh, and very oh, fortunate. Yeah. Dog didn't get any closer. Otherwise, that was going to be a messy cleanup. Yeah. Um, but a lot of and that's the beauty of it is you're out in nature. You never know what you might see. I mean, definitely been times where I've come across deer in the middle of Worcester, in the city of Worcester, a uh, deer in the random park. Um, and I <laughs> see pictures of people just out on courses, bald eagles, beautiful nature, beautiful courses wow. out in places you wouldn't imagine. I mean, I go up to the White Mountains and camp, and there's a couple courses that you take the chair lift up and then oh, you throw okay. down you throw down the mountain essentially so you're playing 18 holes essentially walking down the mountain um it's just beautiful scenery especially in the fall at that time all the colors so uh, i i noticed I, like, locally uh, down here they, they have one called throw down the mountain also right yeah they it's just, a, it just happened right it did just happen uh, I actually was interviewing one of the female players uh, before she started that event. Uh, who's a oh, wow. She's local down there, Ellen Woodenboom. Um, yeah, so she uh, came in second in that event. Uh, oh, wow. Nice. Um, she was just starting and she came in second? No, I mean, she's a pro. She's been around for, oh, okay. for a while. I don't want to make her seat. Oh, sorry, Ellen, if you're, if you're listening. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, she's... Um, she's very large in that community. I, she's very interested in growing the sport in that area. Uh, and even shared some names of uh, individuals that I want to pass along for you to connect with. So you guys can continue to try to grow the sport yourself in that community. Most definitely. Sweet. But send also, me a set. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And, and <laughs> to elaborate, Ed, you mentioned obviously again, like how big is it? Um, yeah. So we were talking about too is, I kind of went off on talking about steady and a little bit of history, but the sport's so big. There's a PDGA, a Professional Disc Golf Association. I mean, oh, you, can wow. register, you can register yourself today uh, and sign up and become and get a number and become a professional if you so choose to, even starting out as an amateur. But um, And then you can become, again, part of that community. Uh, there's events all around you, right, even now. Uh, I would say just about every weekend, there's probably an event and a course in your community. Uh, or leagues that they that they run, or maybe tournaments as we call flex starts that allow you to just play whatever time you can, okay. Um, so that they can you can still be involved in that tournament, obviously around your work schedule. Um, and then again, on top of just your own communities and the and the leagues, there are touring players. There are players that are traveling right now to Arkansas, getting ready for the next two big events that are going to be uh, taking place in the state. Um, uh -huh. And and they started out their year. Uh, it was Arizona, um, and they're just traveling across. Obviously, starting where the warm weather is and working their way across <laughs> as the weather yeah. warms up to the colder areas. Um, but that yeah, there's a tour. I mean, it, it comes out to my area uh, September. Um, so yeah, it's it's much bigger than I realized, and a lot of other people realize uh, and how big it is. Hey, Alexandra. You said, "Hey guys," like a while ago. Hey, saying hi back. Hello. So, is it <laughs> is it a, is it an expensive sport to get into? That's what I love about the most. Yeah, because golf is like expensive. Let me tell you, golf is exactly pretty exactly. pricey. Golf is ridiculously expensive. So, I think you could possibly uh, purchase like three sets of discs for, for like a round of uh, golf on a kind of a small course. I mean, I've, it's been a long time since I played ball golf uh, and paid a rent for a round of just even nine holes. But in general, disc golf, you can get a set of discs um, for maybe like 20 bucks for three discs. I know that. Uh, What's up, Javier? What's up, buddy? Sorry. Seven, seven, seven to $8 kind of for your basic plastic, upwards to maybe like $20 for a more high-end, stronger plastic that's not going to kind of take the nicks when it, or be able to take the beating when it hits the tree and not be uh, misshapen. Yeah. Uh, so, and then I think what the beauty of it is, um, this sounds like my kind of sport, Tom. Yeah. Same here, dude. I got this set that Mark gave me and I'm going, I'm going, man. I'm going. There's one by our house. It's Moss Park. Let's like, do it. 
There's like six right in your area. But yeah, they're most of the time they're free guys. That's the beauty of it. What? Most of the time these courses are free to play. And if you're paying to play the sport at a course, the most probably you're gonna pay maybe is ten, five bucks. Um twenty bucks is 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 what you pay to play the best course in the world, which is in Massachusetts, um, which is ranked mm. on a and there's been a hard two years. Second place last year, but we finished first place this year uh, as best best course in the world. But it, twenty bucks to play for the day, so you can play several rounds and just be hanging out on the property. Oh, um, nice! And that's the beauty of it. You you can just go to your local park, and a lot of times you can do that there. You can't just do that with golf. There's no free golf course anywhere. You can't no. just go. You can't go have a picnic and then be like, I want to go play golf, disc golf now. You can do that in a lot of places in your communities. Um, and we have a question here from Andrea. She said, do you have to know how to play golf to play disc golf, or can you throw the discs? No, you just need to pick up a disc and throw it. That's the beauty of it. You just pick it up and throw it. I throw this thing terribly, and then I walk, I find it, and then I go and throw it again, and hopefully uh, I can get it close to the basket. But really, it's just as simple as that. I mean, for me, uh, you make the holes your pars. Again, a lot of them are par threes, but it's not about the number. It's just like, you know, how many throws did I get it there this time? And how many, let me try to beat that the next time. Yeah. But it's exactly like it. Just getting out and, and taking that, that first toss and, and falling in love with the sound of the chains. Do you, awesome. do you schedule tee times like ball golf or no? It's getting that way on a small scale because of COVID. It's kind of pushed. Okay. I, I, on that, that course, Maple Hill, which is the number one course in the world here in Leicester, Mass. Um, right now, they, they, you do have to schedule tee times to be out there. Uh, the, there's a course next door to it, which is really kind of unique, that you can walk across the street, essentially, to another 36-hole course. Um, and, uh, and again, they have tee times there. And now that I've plugged a 36-hole course, it should be said that Maple Hill has a beginner, an intermediate, and a pro, and like, you know, there's four different levels of courses there um, for you to enjoy on that level. So 72 different kind of holes to play. All right. Alexandra is like her brother-in-law told her and she would love to try it. Okay, Alexandra, this is a challenge. Casually kicking it versus Fika talk. Oh, oh. podcast versus podcast. Yes. What's so up? I'm, I'm calling you out. Let's go. I want to see this. I'm in. Oh. Yep. I hope so, Brian's still watching. I'm, I'm going to challenge Brian, too. we got to fly out to Texas. Well, they have one in Waco. I heard we have one at Waco, Texas, right? Dude, YFB Network Challenge, podcast challenge. Yeah, I mean, That's... if you're going to Waco, man, Waco just had a big uh, disc golf pro tour event there. Yeah, they did. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, oh. that's a great spot. Oh, she's talking junk. Here we go. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. So We'll see um, about that. Um, oh, go ahead, Tom. Go ahead, Ed. Go ahead, Ed. Um, oh, up, look, Jake? Mr. Wyman's in the house. What's up, Wyman? What's up? So uh, I was just wondering, like you said that you were mixing like um, vocals from a song to disc golf. Yeah, yeah. Can we hear a little something? I mean, I could read you some. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I, I, I could pull up something. I wasn't quite prepared to do some freestyling. Oh, yeah. Like, see, like, got him on the spot know. here, Tom. What's I wrong with you, man? Hey, uh, I got to put my man on the spot, bro. Let's do it here. Let me find one that might be worth it. Uh, <laughs> And you call me out here. That. <laughs> so, you know, with COVID happening last yeah. March, yeah. Um, you know, bicycles were hard to get because people were starting to go outside riding bicycles yeah. Um, yeah. for podcasting. A lot of people started podcasting because everyone was stuck in the house. So microphones, headphones, things were, were hard to find at a certain time. Mm -hmm. Did disc golf see a ramp up in people playing once COVID happened because they were able to be outside? Disc golf has boomed because of COVID. Uh, in wow. general, from like a I've seen statistics about like twenty thousand new PDGA members just in the past year. Wow, that's because awesome. they've you know because of this they they found out about the sport. What's really been beneficial, I think, for this sport this year too during COVID uh, is opportunities to get on television because we could play the sport still because we could be out and be socially distanced. The tour still went on while other sports weren't. 
active at the time. So they got an opportunity to get on ESPN. Uh, they got an opportunity to get on CBS. Um, so it got more exposure. People were interested. And uh, it also didn't hurt that Kevin Jones hit some ridiculous ace at Maple Hill that went around the world and kind of, again, brought a spotlight on on the sport. Uh, I mean, we've had Paul McBeth uh, in the last couple of years hit a, uh, shoot a 19 down uh, at a tournament, the perfect round. Wow. And just some amazing stuff that's allowed the sport to get exposure as that was also a broadcast to be on the, the highlights of that. So. so our challenge was answered. Fika Talk said that they're down. Okay. So we're, hey, we got we to gotta pen it in on our schedule. Let's do this. And we'll put, put hey, we got to put it on uh, YouTube. We, yes. we can stream it live on YouTube too. Okay. Let's I'm do it. I'm desperately trying to find one of my what my my poems for you that I love the most. Mark says so I don't have to sound like I'm rapping. Sure. <laughs> Go ahead. I love it, man. I does it fit nicely. Oh, it fits beautiful. It's I, I like the fabric. It's very soft. <laughs> All right, here I'll read this one for you. Uh, right. I remixed uh, Dreamweaver um, into Tree Weaver. Okay. okay. So I just closed my eyes again, climbed aboard the tree, tree weaver train, driver take away my worries of my play, and leave my second thoughts behind. Ooh, tree weaver, I believe you can get me through. It's tight. Ooh, tree <laughs> weaver, I believe you will get a follow flight. Yeah, this is why I didn't want to do this. But yes. Uh, That's okay, be, buddy. That's fantastic, man. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, wish I had an applause sound effect, but I don't. I don't know how to do that on Streamyard yet. Streamyard, hit me up on that, right? By, I mean, by the way. I don't, I, I, again, I'm sure we can drop some bombs here, but this one was, I'm, if you're familiar, obviously with Nirvana. I hope um, I rewrote all apologies. So where right. do you throw my bee? All these fucking trees. What's the <laughs> correct play? So much in my way. Basket just in sight. I don't have a line where to throw my bee. All these fucking trees. <laughs> in the sun, in the sun, I hook ace runs. In the sun, in the sun, part three. <laughs> really? All right, I'll give you a little taste of that. There We've got go, some buddy. applause there on our comments. Awesome, oh. So, yeah, I mean, and oh man, all right, here's here's one of my favorites. The okay. Devil Went Down to Georgia remix. Oh, Ooh. okay, all right. So, the Devil Went Down to Pyramids. He was looking for a disc to steal. He was in a bind for he lost one on nine and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man, wow, this saw, cool. saw him hucking and putting it hot. And the devil jumped on a maple stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. I bet you didn't know it, but I'm a disc golf player too. And if you swear to play the game fair, I'll make a bet with you. Now you throw a pretty good Frisbee, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet you a Frisbee of gold against your soul because I think I'm better than you. Well, the oh, boy nice. said, my name's Avery, and I really like to win. So I'll take your bet. You're going to regret because I'm the best there's ever been. Uh, Avery, you wipe off that disc and throw that driver far because hell's broke loose at pyramids when the devil's on your card. And if you win, you get that shiny frisbee made of gold. But if you lose, the devil gets your soul. Nice. Good so job, bro. Staying true to some of the song while also trying to incorporate. The yeah, I, I can hear the banjo playing in the background for that one. That's awesome. I'm glad you like that's that was kind of the one I was looking for. Um that's one of my you know ones that I think a lot of people can connect with. The so um, have you, oh sorry, I was gonna oh. say how have you met any like famous disc golfers, like like Tiger Woods style golfers? I've I've been very blessed. Okay. Um I I sh in 2017, just a quick backstory was I I had realized that on my social media account, I had a disc golfer, Dana Vici, who was very into my art of writing, rewriting song lyrics and poetry about the sport. Um, and I saw that he'd be coming to play at the at the Vibram Open, as it was called at the time in 2017 at Maple Hill. And I asked him, I said, Would, could I be your caddy? 
Would you let me carry your bag for you? Um, so he said, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I was fortunate enough through that opportunity to um, meet some players uh, and then kind of continue what I was hoping to do, which was take photos. And after caddying for him for a couple rounds, I kind of just walked around the course and took pictures at times and kind of got a feel out of what I, the environment was about. And little did I know on, on Sunday, I'm standing on the 18th green, um, taking pictures of players with other professional photographers that were there and the film crew and people thinking that I was important. Um, <laughs> so, did you uh, act like you were important? Like, yeah, I, you know, um, I, you know I, yeah. I, I, I did. I, I owned it. I acted. I mean, I <laughs> I started dressing like this more frequently. Um, so people really thought I was important. Um, but no, I mean, I, I, I just, yeah, I, I just went there and I took pictures. And from that moment, I was fortunate enough to be close to many pros. I've been next to the Tiger Woods of our sport. Nice. Um, all Macbeth is, is. Oh, I, yeah, I saw, I saw one of his, uh, one of his, um, oh, he was actually commentating with another commentator, and okay. they were reviewing his his whole. I mean, he had like a twenty eight below in uh, I think Dude. his wake in Waco. I think he might have shot twenty eight down, possibly. I forget what he shot there, but yeah, man, this guy almost wins everything he touches. Um, wow! And Jeez. I know there's another gentleman that Ricky Wysocki, who we, uh These two guys are the top two males right now in our sport. A lot of people try to knock on that door. Um, but those two guys, when they, when people look in their rear view mirror, they start sweating when they see those guys, because those guys can play the game really well. Um, and yeah, I've, I've been fortunate enough. I mean, my favorite Paul Macbeth was he, he, a lot of times he'll come and you can use the dirt around the tee pad to kind of dry his hand off. So he can not have a slippery uh, when he's about to throw. So, I was in front of the, a tee pad and he like was coming towards me and he had his hand out and I kind of made a joke by them. I said, oh, I thought you were going to come to give me a high five. <laughs> he just kind of laughed. And I just, looking back, I was like, why the hell are you even saying the guy's in the middle of the tournament? <laughs> I just was stuck being myself. And he at least laughed. At me. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've been, I've been very fortunate with, with having the opportunity to be around the world's top players and, and the fact that they all want to come to this course this is the number one course in the world in my backyard. I'm so blessed and fortunate. That's awesome. I'm going to have to come up there and we're going to have to throw some rounds, buddy. Yes, you are. You're going to have I to. Got a, I got a question. Yeah. Do uh, Has there been any celebrities that, we, that you can maybe shoot any names out there that are starting to pick up this game, like uh, musicians or, or uh, TV actors or movie stars or – yeah, I mean, I know Bubba Watson's big into disc golf as a really all golfer himself. Yes, Bubba loves yep. disc golf. Um, I think he even has a PDGA number, if that's correct, as well. So he's a member really? of the Professional Disc Golf Association as well. Uh, a lot of people are familiar with Casey Smith. I think if I said that correctly, he's a hot goaltender for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, he actually, I believe, even on his mass has a disc golf. Uh, oh wow! Uh, oh wow! That's cool. Uh, so he's big into the sport. Um, and I, Teddy Bruschi, I know, has posted out here. He's been to a course in Franklin in Massachusetts. Um, so I know that there's many. I can't think of any other specific ones that come to mind right away. Um, but those are some of the bigger names that have associated kind of with the sport. Um, next question I had, and I totally forgot already. <laughs> there's well, I was like, he said, well, Teddy Bruschi, man, that's interesting. What yeah. me and Ed are going to do is we're going to – Fine got a compliment on the bow tie, by the way. Oh, yes, thanks. you got a good comment. Yes, on the bow tie. But me thanks. and Ed are going to fine-tune after we beat Fika Talk, and then he always wanted to go up north because he's never been. I've so never been up north. We're going to try to take a trip and play some uh, couple rounds with the man, absolutely. the chasing the bees man. I would, I would absolutely love to give you a tour around the number one course in the world. That'd, That'd be, be great. That'd be great. Yeah, I mean, I look at this stuff. That's nice. Oh, the next question I had—that's what it was. Do you guys do do disc golf players have caddies, and do they carry bags as well, or do they just carry their disc with them, and that's the one that they use, or the three? How many are you allowed to use, by the way? Are you able to take? Whoa, this guy's got like a military sack here. Hey, oh. 
So is that yeah, a certified dude, disc bag? Dude, oh grip, wow. Grip is the grip is the shit, man. I like my grip bag a lot. Uh, okay. I, uh, shout out to my brother for a Christmas gift of the year. Um, but yeah, man. So players, they have sponsors for just about everything. Um, I should say that there's man major manufacturers of discs, Discraft, Innova, uh, Discmania, Dynamic Discs, MVP. Uh, and I'm probably, I know I'm missing a couple other ones, but anywho, those are some of the bigger ones. Um, and they all again have discs, so they'll throw their company's discs. Um, some guys maybe who aren't sponsored are going to have a mixed bag, so they might throw a variety of different companies because they have that uh, option. Um, and as for bags, yeah, they also have bag sponsors. So some companies that sponsor players give them a bag so that other people will obviously buy those bags. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I mean, I got my bag here. This one holds about 10 discs, I mean, 8 to 10 discs in here comfortably. And then I got a pu putter pouch up here. I'm going to pop it up here for... Look at that! So I got, you know, my putter action up here. Nice. Um, got a little pocket here, obviously. Put my keys and a little clip to clip that on. Um, and obviously got a little mini. Got to have a mini because this is how we used to mark our discs instead of like a little like okay. little mark on the green. Or anytime you walk up to your disc, you could flip your disc or move it up in front of it where it was. Or you can take a mini, which you have to use in tournaments. Put that down. I don't have to, but a lot of people carry and use it. Because I, I never it's seen that, though. Like on the tournaments that I've watched... They've usually used like they flipped the one that they threw, and then they went with a, a putter. And I, I was like, "Can you customize those? Like, is there something where like I, we could get a casually kicking it on the frisbee?" Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Whoa. I, uh, I like the sound of that. I mean, I just got my old casually logo. kicking a disc. What? Yes. Yes. I got your guy. 508 dies. Probably about eight other people that would do it too. But yeah, I got my old logo, my friend uh, locally. Nice. Yeah. On a disc I bought. They can, uh, so even if like the disc came, which I would torture this beauty, but with a disc like this, you can uh, get the acetone, wipe that label right off of it. Yeah. Uh, put a label over it. I'll put a graphic. I had uh, a gentleman put my boys on ah. the disc with me. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, a nice firebird here with uh, Statler and Warhol. Oh, oh, we just got called out. Yeah. Great. Now oh. we can beat you guys while using your own discs. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Oh, cold. Oh, my God. My Roaming Thunder, man. I love that disc. It's, it's like yeah. a yeah, I mean, bro. to answer again, too, the, the caddy, some players prefer not to have a caddy. Um, okay. Some players need just don't want that distraction. They just, they're in their zone. That's their zone. That's their space. Um, and some players obviously appreciate not having to carry the bag, not having that extra weight. So they're not worried, you know, beating themselves up during the round. Cause obviously some courses you're going to be walking up and down hills. Uh, yeah. and it's, it saves your energy having somebody else have to carry that bag. Now, is there a certain like equipment, like, like shoes wise to use or regular sneakers is fine? I like off the tee? Absolutely. I mean, people play in sandals if they want to, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's no like, it's not like when you're thinking of golf and you wear like, spikes. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, everybody has their own preference on shoes. Everybody's playing from Vans to getting like Adidas to chair. I, I butcher that word, but you know, different types of kind of hiking type shoes to kind of get that grip. Um, mm -hmm. So it kind of just varies on what your preference is, but you could have either or. Um, obviously something that's going to prevent you from slipping yeah exactly so i don't know if i don't know if you answered this because uh, i was so intrigued by the bag there it, was there a number of this that you can carry kind of like you know clubs that you can carry for golf is there a, a number of discs or you can carry as many discs as you like to my understanding it's you can carry as much as you want again like, okay there's a limit on that um for tournament play uh, I mean, you could end up losing discs during the round and then uh, have it to go back for the next round and get some more replacement discs for the following day. It's not going to be uh, you know, against the rules or anything like that. Obviously, you can't just bail from the round, mid-round, run back to the car and grab some discs. But uh, <laughs> you have the luxury. You get, you get a, you guys see some big bags out on tour. Uh, a lot of discs that you might even not see a guy touch during the round, but it's there in case they need it. Yeah, gotcha. so I I, I when I was seeing some um, some tournaments, there is an out of bounds area. Yeah, it it, it could vary obviously at, at the venue and what they do. Some courses, um, 
to make it more difficult, may rope off areas to make it more out of bounds and kind of design and shape a hole. Um, mm-hmm. Because horses obviously may not have as many trees and are just out in the field somewhere. So to make it more challenging, they're kind of creating that OB. Um, or naturally, you're going to find water um, in courses where that's obviously out of bounds. So um, just like, again, ball golf, stroke play. So you that would stink, bro, if you see your like Frisbee like, floating in the middle of a dang lake and you're like damn yeah I need it. tell me about it it's happened to me like 10 times so uh i've definitely lost lots of plastic to ponds uh and but in some of these courses too a lot of them even if they're just like sometimes parks there's always somebody that's like taking care some like volunteer that's probably going to go back and break out or retrieve this uh, again writing your name on it um most of these communities have a place to drop discs or return discs and get it back to people as well. Um, sort of lost and found, obviously. So, uh, yeah, no, I've lost many discs. There's a gentleman that comes out to the MVP Open uh, at Maple Hill, and he, they pay him just to swim in the waters. Um, <laughs> disgusting little ponds. They're not disgusting, but to me, they're disgusting. Um, these little ponds on the property, and he's just in there all day, just pulling out discs, hundreds of discs, and then it's just cool. They end up taking all the discs back to the pro shop, spreading them out on the ground and color co-sorting them. So it's always <laughs> a ray of like all the different the colors of the rainbow just spread out all over the ground. Um, but they have to pay that guy. And so like the pros will be out in their practice rounds because they're obviously out there. You know, if there's a three or four day event, they're out there a couple of days before practicing. Mm-hmm. And all those discs, if they throw them in the water, they'd like to get those back because there's a good oh, chance yeah. those again. So Oftentimes, there's just people on those rounds just just breaking discs in some of these venues uh, as I watch. So, um, yeah. Now, is there a certain way to hold it? Because I've seen people <laughs> uh, throw it like kind of like a regular frisbee, mm-hmm. and then I've seen people do like this forearm, like the the like a flip. I don't yeah. know. So. There's, if you can throw it any way you want to, but the most common ways are, are going to be your backhand. And now grip wise, I am not a professional with a grip, but I can show you generically. I just grab that bad boy um, and I grip it and I rip it. Uh, and that's my grip. But there's many different ways to hold the disc. The number of fingers have the other side, where to place your fingers. Tons of videos on YouTube. Tons of pros have taken the time to put countless amounts of their opinions on how to throw a backhand. And as you mentioned, Tom, how to throw a forehand. Um, so a lot of times you see people kind of say, like, you're going to have, like, this gun. You're going to put your hand like this on the disc. <laughs> you do your flick. And that's how you're going to flick it. You're going to use that. It's all it's all that wrist motion, mostly, as you're going through. Um, I think the biggest thing about disc golf and learning it is all about understanding the momentum and movement of it is using your hips. A lot of people, you're thinking you're throwing a disc. So it's arm but it's really about all that fluid motion of the reach back and following through and turning your body and following through and allowing that motion to naturally kind of push that disc out there and then to flight uh, and not just using your arm. That's awesome. Yeah. It kind of looks like when they're, when they're on their tee, that kind of looks like a shot put, like shooting a shot put, like you slide into your other leg and then you push off. Cause that's what I did with, you know, when I was in high school, you know that. So I, I kind of see it that way. Is it possible okay. you could work that way? I mean, I'm trying to think because I didn't do shot put and, and the footwork on that. But I mean, a lot of players are kind of, as we call it, X-steps, which I wish I could kind of demonstrate. But you're kind of you're taking it, you have your feet, and then you kind of put one foot behind the other as you're walking towards the your throw and then just releasing. But I think the key thing is is not getting caught up in that initially. Is really just standing at the edge of the tee and throwing getting the mechanics down, not being so caught up in, oh, I got to run up. I've seen players run up. Don't let me run up. Um, just getting the mechanics down because once you get that disc to fly, then you can start messing with those other things, and then you'll see it just happening more naturally. But getting the basics down is going to help anybody be essential and just standing and throwing. Don't get caught yeah. up in like, and I only want to be feet. like a happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, run, run up. <laughs> 360 throws. I mean, so yeah. So, I mean, I've seen people run up and do 360 throws, and you're just like, like, I want to try that. And then I'm like, I just threw it five feet into the woods, way out of the, not even anywhere near where I want to go. <laughs> uh, 
Have you but seen yeah. an ace in, per- in person? Have you seen an ace? I have been very blessed to uh, see a bunch of aces. And sadly, I have not seen one of my own yet. So someday that'll happen. Um, but I, I, my first ace that I had ever seen, my brother-in-law and I were playing at Borderlands. It was raining and we just took a break and uh, we're waiting for the rain to stop. And he just, we were on the umbrella, so he just picked up his disc and didn't even hesitate and went up to, off the tee. And I always felt like that was the reason he aced it because most of the time I get up on the tee myself and I'm like, I'm going to ace this hole. <laughs> he, just, uh, he just went up he was like let's just go man the rain stopped i gotta go and he flinged the dang thing and it was like s curved and went bam right in the chains uh, lost our mind um and yeah i've uh i've i've been right behind many pros i mean ricky waisaki hit a, an unbelievable ace um at maple hill on hole eight uh flicked that thing way out into the air uh, to the left and just watch that thing sail down and come down at a sharp angle and just smash the chains. It's right behind the guy. Uh, thanks, Kale, for blocking my picture. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had that sucker on video and, and whatever, but I guess I had to delete that one. I didn't get anything. But uh, yeah, I've been very fortunate. I mean, I've been fortunate on some local events because I'd like to go to my local scene and uh, videotape. I still remember the first ace uh, that I captured at, at Cogshaw. Uh, Cameron hit this nice ace on a short par three, um, just right through the tree, smashed it. I remember we one time and then just bam. Um, wow. Yeah, I've been, I would say I probably, I filmed probably, I think three aces. i um, been fortunate enough to catch three on film and, and been around for seven to 10, maybe now. I mean, I mean that Kevin Jones ace to talk about aces. If you guys hadn't watched it yet, Go check it out. Kevin Jones ace at Maple Hill. Uh, the guy is on the tee on 16, which had yet to ever be aced by him. Uh, and he steps up on a round. They're playing a skins match. So before the tournament, four guys going out just playing a round for some money uh, and to put it out. Nice. The and uh, the guy steps up to the basket and slips and takes a nasty smell. And just you look at it and you're like, people are like, that's an ACL, the way he moved, he, tw- he twisted. And he's just, he, as soon as he falls, he kind of sits up and he's looking at the disc. And the guy who's kind of emceeing the event, not playing, is just staring at the disc. He doesn't even care about his friend. He's just watching the disc. And you just see this thing smash the chains. Now, I'm blessed enough that I literally had just been, like, down at the basket taking pictures. And I'd walked up and just stumbled across this event. So I'm talking with this guy, and I just turn and see this thing just smash the chains. Um and it just lose our mind, man. These guys, we're worried about this guy. He sets up, realizes he smashed an ace on like a 400 and something, like 60 foot hole possibly um, through the trees. When you guys see this hole, it's like, what are you kidding me? Um, and and I was, again, lucky enough to a, just be there for that, be, be in the background where he didn't actually see me for a second when they showed it on ESPN. Um, so at least I knew who I was, but. Uh, but man, that ace though, that, that ace was definitely the best ace that I've ever been around. That was the greatest. That sounds so, impressive, man. I got to look was. that up on YouTube. Oh yeah. And then everybody, I think the other famous disc golf right now is the, uh, Philo Albatross, which is, I think the original, original one that people just mind blown. I think even ESPN thought it was an ace at one point, but it was really a par five as sitting out in the fairway on the second shot. And wow. Just beautiful. S line, he albatross. He beat the eagle. Yeah, he just took two throws. He didn't want three. He smashed that thing on two throws. It's really a beautiful shot to watch. Wow. It's also special because he doesn't even see it go in. It's behind this huge pine tree. He has no idea as really uh, because he's walking up the basket. We're still in this time where the, there's no f- huge crowds uh, waiting down at the basket, ready to cheer and yell. <laughs> even pre-COVID, uh, this is a sport that's still basically in its infancy. Um, so, uh, that's a pretty cool highlight. You should check that as well. Definitely. Is there anything that you're looking forward to in the future or near future with the sport? I mean, Hey, I'm waiting for this to be bigger than ball golf. Um, I think that has (laughs) potential, uh, not sooner than later, but definitely in the future. Uh, I think that that has great potential, but for me, I just hope to see this sport continue to grow. I mean, they're doing great things. They have a disc golf network right now. So a channel solely devoted to the sport. Uh, and they you get the live coverage on. They're doing a lot of stuff with the national tour too to make sure that's being promoted. And you're getting um, to see all these beautiful courses. 
fun. And just in the four or five years since I've been involved with the sport, doing a media sort of thing, you've seen how well they've kind of created the production value. Um, what's also very nice about the sport too is you can get a lot of quality post-production stuff. So for the people that don't want to watch live, that don't maybe have the time to sit there for a couple hours, you can get it in an hour. You can get around in an hour. Uh, you know, um, Jomez, Gatekeeper, GK Pro, Parsave, these are just a few of the companies out there, but the top ones right now that are putting out um, this coverage um, of top events and top players. Um, but I think for me, I mean, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to this year is I just accepted a position as a regional representative for the Disc Golf Pro Tour. So, oh, hey, congratulations. Yes, thank you. Um, so I am uh, a small part doing some regional work uh, when the, the events come to this area. So I'll be doing some social media and possibly some journalism, writing articles or interviewing players um, for the event at Maple Hill and also heading up to Vermont. I'll be going this year to Smuggler's Notch, which, again, is uh, absolutely beautiful place that I've yet to be to. Um, and I'm looking forward to it immensely. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Yes. It's, it's all that hard work, bro. All those songs. <laughs> I know, man. It's I know it's it's surreal to me. Um because obviously it started out as a hobby, something that I was obviously very in love with. And I think it's just like though you hear those stories, you don't think one day that that's going to maybe incorporate you and in what you're doing of people being like, oh, yes, this is my passion. Um, I it really sincerely I'm, I'm in the moment right now of living kind of what I hope to do and hope opportunities continue to grow from this. Where I uh, get opportunities to maybe be on the mic a little more. All right. Sounds All good. Right. Well, um, we're at the Tom. end of the show. We're, yeah. we're, we're, yeah, we're uh, heading to is the end that, of the show there. Is there any shout outs you want to do, Mark, before we leave? <sighs> shout outs, man. I mean, I got a shout out my boy, 508 Dies, who died me some discs. This actually was won by uh, a gentleman, AJ, uh, in the contest, and I'm waiting to give to him. Um, I mean, just shouting out the community, man. I just I love disc golf. I love the people of this sport so much. Um, it's definitely, again, one of those sports where you kind of put all those differences aside and you just connect while being in nature. Um, so, I mean, the only plug I really want to promote is just you guys getting out there and really checking it out and, and spreading yeah. it out. Yeah. Oh, we're people. going. We're going. Uh, There's a live competition. Fika Talk is going yeah. down. I got to get to the custom disc. Maybe we can get that before the, we, we get to them. So you got it. I want that casually kicking it right there when I hit my ace. And we, we're gonna like, hook you up. We're gonna hook you up. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get you on. But yeah, uh shameless plug again. If you guys want to check out my stuff, chasing the bees on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, <laughs> definitely check out the disc golf pro tour. Um and 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 get out there and throw. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you, Mark. Mark, Chase thanks so bees. much for joining us here on Casually Kicking It, man. You guys can catch him. On uh, Facebook and Instagram, chasing the bees is it right? Chasing, no, no G in that though. No, yeah, chasing the bees, and that that name comes from frisbees. My buddy used to say, "Let's go chase the bees." Uh, oh, so that's that's where that came from. Chasing the bees, chasing the frisbees. Sweet. There we go. Well, thank you Boys, so much. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. No problem. No, buddy. thanks for for spending giving us the, your your time. I know you're you're probably busy with all this, you know, disc golf stuff. It sounds like you know, uh, you've got other things to worry about than being on this show. But we appreciate your time. Thank you so hey, much. Just remember hey, the little guys, go. okay? Remember, I remember the, little, the guys. little guys. I will always remember the little guys. Um, <laughs> uh, you're not little, but anyways, thank you again. <laughs> And, and, and by the way, before we let you go, anytime that you're down in Florida, if we don't make it up there before you come down, you know, if you're coming down here for any kind of tournament, let's link up. Absolutely. And, um, you know, but we yeah, have me and Tom plan on taking casually kicking up north sometime and then we could check out that course, man. I'm, I'm stoked, man. Let's go. Yeah. Maybe let's we can do a live, uh, a live broadcast. Bro yeah. Let's do it. All right, buddy. All right, Mark. Well, thanks so much. Chasing right, the bees, guys. Chasing the bees. Oh. <laughs>